Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Now the gates of Jericho, they were tightly shut. Because the people, I want you to see this, it says, Because the people were afraid of the Israelites. How many know that the enemy is afraid of you? Amen? The people, I want you to see that. The people were afraid of the Israelites. The enemy is afraid of the church. I want you to remember that. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said unto Joshua, I have given you Jericho. I want you to hit your neighbor and say, I have given you Jericho. It's king and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark. Notice that. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, meaning the ark of the covenant. That carried the presence of the Lord. Each carrying a ram's horn. So we know there were seven ram's horns. And on the seventh day, you're to march around the town seven times. With the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horns. Now I want you to think about that. As they marched around the six days. And they marched around seven times on the seventh day. uh, They were silent and they were quiet. So you could, hear, you could hear footsteps. You could hear people marching. And, but also you could hear priests blowing ram's horns. So that was happening each of the six times around. And if you could even picture the warriors of God in front of the ark and the priest. And the warriors of God behind the ark and the priest. And then marching around and hearing the footsteps of a large army going around and around and around with the, with, the, with the sound of trumpets in the background. Okay, think about that. But when you hear the priest on that last day give that one loud, long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. So when they hear that the horns were going all the time, but when you heard that long, that, long, that long blast of the horn, all the people shout. And I noticed it's pretty cool how they said, as loud as you can. Then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town and overcome. And then down a little bit in Joshua 6.20, we see all that happen, and here's how it ends. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horn, they shouted, with, uh, they shouted as loud as they could, and suddenly... Now, do we believe this story really happened? How many believe walls of Jericho fell down? Amen. We believe that really happened, literally happened. It collapsed, and all the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke. Father, we thank you that this is our year, this is our time, this is our place. And Lord, as we walk around the Jericho that's in our lives, Lord, I pray today that there will be an inspiration, there will be an illumination, there will be something birthed and put inside the spirit of this people to where at the end of seven days, next week, next week, next week, next week, we're going to hear a loud trumpet sound and we're going to shout the glory of God down and we're going to see victory in this house. Like we've never seen. We take your word literally. Lord, we take your word literally. And we are believing for a great outpouring of the Spirit in this house. In this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
a description of, of Jericho. First of all, it is a true story. We know that. Uh, even excavations were done, and it revealed the, the foundations featured in this story. They found through excavations a wall of stone that was 11 feet high, and it was 14 feet wide. And then at the top, what happened is that wall was there, but then there was a, 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 a hill that went up like 35 degrees, a, a small uh, slope that went up at like 35 degrees. And then when it went up about 35 feet, then there was more walls sticking up, higher than even these first walls. In other words, it was un- you couldn't penetrate it. There, it, w- it was like a stronghold that there was no way that it could come down. Uh, a wall, this wall, it joined themselves to this massive wall that even towered higher. It was virtually impregnable. What does Jericho represent? What does Jericho represent? Jericho represents the town that stood in their way to inherit the promised land that God promised them. A land of milk and honey. Jericho represents to them a gateway to their future. And brothers and sisters, there is a fortified, there is a sealed, a city that seems virtually impregnable. It seems like it's unable to conquer. It seems like there's something that's unable to come down in many people's life. But I'm telling you, Jericho, it it, it stands in our life as a gateway to the future and something that's going to come down in your life so you can inherit the blessing and the promises of God that he's given you. I believe that. And I believe the walls are going to come down in people's life. We are completing day 14. How many still on your fast? We're completing day 14 of prayer and fasting. If you haven't started that, you can even start today. We went 14 days of prayer and fasting. And, and even going to the prayer pockets. Uh, we're, I'm going to talk about that in, in a little bit. But, but, but we're believing God for major breakthrough in our life. Our Jericho may represent fear. Unforgiveness, addiction. This week, people, I've had a, about three people tell me that they have a major addiction in their life. Maybe a past failure that, that keeps you from going forward. Maybe there's a hurt or a wound. Our Jericho may be a bully that's ruled your life. How many of you feel like you're given over to something that you can't get control of and it rules you? That's the Jericho. It's a bully that rules the, the land, it's a self appointed bully. It's a, ruler, it's a ruler in your land. But we want to get an attitude this week, today. We want to get an attitude of, that's my city that's coming down. That's my mountain that I'm going to climb. That's my giant that I'm going to slay in the name of Jesus. There needs to be a faith and an expectation and, and a building towards, towards what God wants to do in our life. Marches, they marched around the city for six days. You know, marches, we see marches even today. Demonstrations and marches. Sometimes people do marches over injustice or something they feel real strong about. They'll march and they'll hold signs. Some are peaceful, some aren't peaceful. But our march that we're talking about is we're asking God that, that the injustice in our land or something we don't believe in, that it's coming down. When we march around our city, we're believing for protection of leaders, and, and we're believing for protection of leaders in our cities, and we're marching around our land believing that revival will come. We're mar- our marches do this. 
The reason we're marching together these 21 days and starting out the year like this is we're trying to build unity. We're trying to build oneness. We're trying to be like-minded. We're believing God to move this year like never before. I really believe that this is going to be our best year if it's our best year what? 2018 is going to be our best year if it's our best year I want to say that again. 2018 is going to be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. So we got to put that effort. Sometimes I'm like, God's like, hey, will you give me something here? Give give me something here to work with. Give me something here to work with. But we're believing God to move in our lives, our family, our church, our community, and our world. Marches are done to build faith. Marches are done to test obedience. Marches are done to give us courage and strength and oneness to bring down a stronghold or wrong or declare that something is coming and something's about to change. The Lord is calling us to a march, a Jericho march. I believe we're, some of us are going to have a personal march, but we're also having a, a unified march in the church on the rock Because God has a plan for this church. So we're marching together. We're marching around. The Lord is calling us to take back our city from sinful corruption. So God's calling us to take something back that's ours. We're marching around our Jericho and God's given us the victory. I want to look at a few things here. They marched around six days. They marched around six days. Six is the number of man, meaning that what they were marching around was bigger than they were. The number seven, which is 11 times in here, seven priests, seven trumpets were to march around the city seven days with seven trips around the city on the seventh day. The number seven means you're doing it in rest and you're doing something that's completed. We're supposed to be at rest and stand still in this victory and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. So it's stepping out of the physical and it's stepping in to the spiritual. Stepping out of our human abilities and our humanness to do something. How many's tried humanly to do things? This is stepping out of the humanly impossible and stepping into the God possible. Amen. So that's what six and seven are. And then wherever the ark went, the people followed it. What that, the ark of the covenant was the presence of God. In fact, they always marched in with the ark first. So, and the people followed it. So what that's saying to us in 2018, wherever God is leading, somebody say, I'm following his presence. I'm following in his steps. If you see a a, a young boy following in the steps of his dad, that's what God wants this year is for us to follow in the steps of God as we march and take our land. Amen. But then the trumpets. The trumpets always proclaim the presence of God. Whenever you hear trumpets in the scripture, it's, it's declaring the presence of God and it's saying his kingdom is here. So the scripture says in Psalms 46 that God has ascended amid the shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of the trumpets. So when there is a repeated, repeated trumpets, even in the New Testament, it was always announcing, trumpets always announce the kingdom of God is at hand. So when those trumpets blast, they marched around six times, when the trumpets blast, it's saying to you, 
The old world and the old world order and the old way of doing things in my life, there's a new king, there's a new kingdom, and there's a new march that I'm in. The devil's rule is coming now. Trumpets always signify your kingdom come. Every day I pray, Lord, your kingdom come. The Bible says in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, it's joy, and it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Lord, your kingdom come. Establish your righteousness in every aspect of my life. Establish your righteousness in my family life. Establish your righteousness. Establish your peace, and establish the joy of the Holy Spirit. And it also, trumpets also declare the impending judgment of the Lord upon the people in the way. Trumpets proclaim the presence that the king is coming. As Israel marched around Jericho, the trumpets proclaimed to the idols of that city that one far more powerful has come to take over this promised land. It's not your land anymore. It's God's land and it's for his people. Amen. At last the people were to shout. And they did so. And when they shouted, the walls fell down. So we see that there's symbolism for all those things. As you look at your uh, insert, how do we prepare for the shout? Guys, I'm not kidding you. God dropped this thing in my spirit about several months ago when he was telling me to do prayer and fasting at Church on the Rock. He dropped this in my spirit. And brothers and sisters, I, I really have felt led to say this about three times. Sometimes if you don't understand something, and sometimes if you don't feel something, And sometimes, even if you don't know about it, I mean, unless they're telling you to do something that's sacrilegious or against God, sometimes as followers of Christ, you need to trust the pulpit and believe that they're hearing from God for what what the shepherd's leading this flock into. But I believe that God called this church to a fast. I believe that God said this is a year of breakthrough for people that's been wanting breakthrough for years. I believe that God, exactly the way we've done things, I saw it in my spirit. I saw him say, get the fast zone going, get people praying, and do the word the first week. Week two, get into the prayer pockets. If something's God, you don't have to work it up in the flesh. You don't have to hype it up and get it all get people all worked up in a frenzy if something's God you're going to feel the spirit of God drawing you to it and I believe even if you don't trust your leaders and do it but but I I I I believe that God said 100 percent 100 percent of this body forced to get in a prayer pocket and and so I just stepped out in faith and we put 12 prayer pockets They're on these sheets. If you don't have one, the ushers. Karen, do you guys have these as they're going out? Grab a prayer sheet. Don't wait for them to stick it in your hand. Ask for it. Say, I want a prayer pocket sheet. And and, and do this. Do you know, let's say that you went to a prayer pocket and it was dry as dry shucks. Let's say you went to a prayer pocket and you was like, well, I guess we did that. Ours wasn't that way. Ours was amazing. You felt the electricity of God at it, and, I, and you can't wait to get back to it. Out of 12 groups, we only had three that nobody showed up 
to. And out of 12 groups, and we didn't push this and hype it up. Out of 12 groups, the biggest we saw, heard of was 17 in the group. And then we heard of 8s and 7s, seven, 7s seven and 3s. And, and so people went. The idea was to place these groups where it's convenient. The idea is for you not to go uh, find your buddy and get in your group, but to find the one closest to you and maybe knock on the door and walk into somebody you've never even met and form an allegiance and a camaraderie and a unity. And you know what? We still have this week. We still have this week. I challenge you to get in a prayer pocket. I challenge you, we're going to get into some things that we can do, but, 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 but as we do those things... Jericho meant obedience. We do something in obedience and then we believe God for the outcome that's going to come. So I'm asking you this week, if you haven't started your prayer and fasting, you can start. And and, and I'm asking you to get in a prayer pocket. And I'm asking you this, then the next week, in the next week, as you're walking around your Jericho, you're going to take a time to look back. To where as they did, when they walked around their Jericho, they looked back and they said, Hey, remember the Red Sea? Wasn't that amazing? Hey, remember when we were thirsty and we finally found some water and then they, they gave it a taste test and it was bitter and we couldn't, we couldn't drink it. We're sitting there all dying of, of thirst and now the water's bitter. Think about that. You remember how Moses took the branch, Jesus, The branch Jesus and threw it in that water and how the bitter waters became sweet. And every one of us drank and were satisfied. Do you remember how God, as they're watching, walking around that city, do you remember how God fed us with manna these 40 years? Do you remember how our feet and our shoes never wore out? Do you remember how, do do you remember how, 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 how there was a fire by night to keep us warm and a cloud by day to keep us cool? So they, they, they experienced celebration. They experienced uh, accomplishment, you might say. And they also had experiences. Hey, do you remember when those snakes? You remember when some people started murmuring against God and the snakes went through and bit everyone? And everybody was dying with snake bite? Because people had been bitten by poisonous snakes. And then Moses erected a bronze serpent. The reason it was bronze is because it didn't need to be a real servant because Jesus wasn't sin, he became sin. So it was a bronze serpent, and when Jesus was lifted up, and when that bronze serpent was lifted up, every eye that looked at it was healed instantly of the poison in them, signifying Jesus. Do you remember that? Do you remember the painful experience? In Numbers chapter 14, we know that everybody over the age of 20 Everybody under the age of everybody over the age of 20 because of their murmuring and their complaining the Lord said you'll not go into the land nobody'll go into the land except Joshua and Caleb the rest will die in the wilderness think about that 40 years walking mom and dad died you think about that you think about the tender age when they entered into the promised land cuz everybody over 20 perished So painful events was, man, burying mom and dad, trying not to get bitter at God, trying to, so they had all these different things where they were looking back. Now they are at water's edge the second time. 
They were given a second chance. And looking back, they stepped into the Jordan by faith, and this time it split. They met the commander-in-chief immediately next, and they gave up control of their life. And then before Jericho, the knives were sharpened. And the men were circumcised again, meaning the cutting away of the flesh and declaring your people as God. So coming up to Jericho, what they were thinking of is, hey, this time around we do it by faith. This time around we give up control and God's in total control. This time around flesh is cut off and I'm walking in the spirit. So they're walking around thinking about all this stuff. They're taking a look back. But they're also taking a look forward. They're also taking a look forward. In your inserts, I want you to look at this next page. Here's what I want you to do this week. In your inserts, it says week two prayer guides. Is everybody with me on that? Week two prayer guides. What I want you to do is I want you to start praying. Even in the prayer pockets. You're not going to be able to pray all these. You just pray the ones, just some of them when you go to the pockets. But personally, personally, this week as you're marching up to next week that we're believing for an amazing breakthrough revival, um, personally, we're going to pray that we'll be a people of passion for God, passion for God's house, passion for the perishing. Are you all with me? So this week, we're, as we're marching around, we got six days. Lord, we want to be a people of passion We want to be a people of passion for God. We want to be a people of passion for God's health. We want to be a people of passion for the perishing. Lord, we want to be committed followers of Christ that practice being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus would do. Lord, I want to be intentional in my spiritual formation. Lord, I want to practice God-first living. Lord, I want to experience breakthrough and the falling of, of the walls just as Jericho with their shouts. But I want you to walk around in your prayer closet. I want you to declare these things personally. And you may write some more things down. And, And what I did in here, down here it says, my, Pastor Brian's personal daily devotions. I hope you enjoy them. How many see that? From there on, those things your pastor prays every day. Every day I say, Lord, I love you with all my heart, with all my soul. I do, Jesus, you are Lord over my spirit, my soul, and my body. I do, I, I, I do all those. The Lord is my shepherd. I do all those. I pray those things every day. I'm asking you to do the same personally. So you go through the personally and you kept, keep going through there. Then you get into the family. Then you get into the family page. Keep flipping until you get to the family page. Then you get to the family page. Lord, I'm praying for health, wholeness, and unity within the family unit. Lord, I'm praying that broken my, you may be saying my broken marriage would be restored. That healthy relationship. Lord, I'm declaring my family members are coming to Christ. Are y'all with me? You may add some things to this, but that's what you do with the family. Then we get over here to Church on the Rock. Lord, we're believing for an outpouring of the Spirit In the Randy Roos Awakening Revival next week. Come on. Anybody believing for that? Lord, we're believing as we walk around in obedience to what pastor has asked us to do. Through a personal, through the prayer pockets, through prayer and fasting. As we walk around our city in obedience, we are believing for a 
breakthrough like never before this next week. And I'll tell you what, God will deliver. God will deliver that which you, the, the anointing draws it out of God. And let me ask you something. How, how could it be that when Jesus was, was, was walking and the multitudes were pressing in on him, where there were thousands of people pressing on into him, everybody was touching him. His disciples, it was like going out of a Cubs game, after, the, after a Cubs game, trying to, trying to get through there. Everybody touching you. How could Jesus stop and say, who touched me? How can he stop and say, who touched me? The reason he could stop and say, who touched me? Is because someone was reaching out in faith, by golly. Someone was reaching out and touching the hem of his garment. And and, and something was drawn out of him to where he said, somebody touched me because I felt some power leave. I'm asking if somebody's going to touch Jesus this next week to where some power's going to come out of him and some victory's going to come in you. I'm asking you, that's my mountain. That's my giant. That's my Jericho. There's going to be trumpets. There's going to be shouting. There's going to be victory because Jericho stands in your way of the promised land that God has for this church. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Where's our singers? Where's our musicians? Hallelujah. I'm done. Let's stand to his feet. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Everybody grab your insert. Grab your insert. Everybody grab your insert. Everybody grab your insert. I'm not going to force you to do this. But you that take the challenge, say, Lord, I'm going to finish my fast with a fight. Lord, I'm going to finish strong. Amen. Say, Lord, I'm believing for breakthrough. Lord, this week, this week, I'm going to meditate on the accomplishments that you have done. And I'm going to meditate on some of my painful experience because my painful experience is going to help me in my future. Amen. I'm looking. I'm looking back and I'm remembering your greatness. I'm looking back and I'm remembering your hand. Lord, I'm looking back. But yet I'm looking forward. Who will say I'll pray these declarations? I'll pray these personal declarations. I'll walk around my Jericho. Your Jericho may be fear. Your Jericho may be a physical, something the doctors told you that you can't be healed from. I'm telling you, there'll be a, there's a healer in the house. Your Jericho may be a depression. Your Jericho may be a relationship you're lost. Your Jericho, you may sleep with your Jericho. You may sleep with your spouse and you say, my marriage is my problem and I need a breakthrough. What's your Jericho? What's your Jericho? We proclaim the promises of God all week long. We know that we got to get out of the humanistic natural and we get into the supernatural and the God kind of living. Lord God, we're believing for victory. We're believing for victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys with me today? You at that same level of anointing today? Amen. We want to go up. Hallelujah. We want to go up. We want to go up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing.
Bring it up. I want you guys to sing with all your heart. I want you to match the anointing in the room and make it stronger. Come on, church. Let's sing with them. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing with them. Come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Clap your hands, all you people. Come on, lift your voice. He is Let the king of my heart. Let me hear your voice. Be the shadows where. Sing it loud, even if you're off too. I lie. Holy is my song. You are good. Come on, sing it loud. Good. Oh, you are good. Come on, lift your voice. Oh, you are good, good, oh, you are good, good, oh, I love to hear you sing, come on, be louder than them, you're of myself. Holy is thy song. Let the king of my come on be the fire within my veins, the echo of my holy is thy come on. You are the king of my heart. Be the wind inside my sails. Come on, the anchor in the way. Holy is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside. Fire inside my veins. Savior of my heart. Holy is You are good. Yes, good. Oh, you are good. Yes, Lord, good. Oh, you are good, good. Oh, you are good, good. Oh, never gonna let. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, you're never gonna let. Never gonna lift your voices down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Gonna let. You're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna, come on, why? You are good, good. Oh, you are good, you're good. Whoa, you are good. You're good. Whoa, 
good. Oh, in the name of Jesus next. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. gonna let you're never come on oh yeah you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let Never gonna let me down. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. The way I want to close up, the way I want to close up the service today is Darlene's gonna sing again. There's power in the name of Jesus. And I want you to bring to the front. The Jericho, the gateway to your future. And I want you to be touched today for this week. But I want us to come forward and say our Jericho. I want you to name it by name. That you're going to walk around it six days. Next week we're blowing the trumpets. And we're shouting. We're taking that land in Jesus' name. We declare it by faith. So we close this service today with the communion tables are open where you can come to the Lord's table and eat bread and drink of his body, which was blood, which was poured out. You can do that in remembrance of him. But I want us to come in unity of the Jericho that we're that's coming down this week. And as we're singing in the name of Jesus, you know that every weapon that's formed against you will not prosper. But every chain breaks in your name. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you have blessings on this church. I pray blessings on this people. In Jesus' name, amen. So she starts singing, begin to bring your Jericho forward.